0: What's up, peeps? I'm Mike. And I'm Matt. And this is the Pink Gold Peeps feed. Still. We're we're, yeah, <laughs> we're still I'll the Pink Gold it. Peeps. I we're, promise I'll fix it. A podcast feed about a podcast talking about all things Nintendo yeah, by Something. You're, you're not
1: actually listening to the podcast. It's just the feed. This is well, a actually, fan. that's all a podcast is. This, this is a fan
0: podcast <laughs> for the Pink Gold Peeps. The Pink Gold Peeps feed podcast.
1: All two of our fans. Yes, Matt and Mike fans of matt and mike <laughs> <laughs> egotistical maybe a little bit just a little bit no I'll... we're fans of each other that's how it works
0: oh no no no! i'm fans of me <laughs> all right i'm well. pretty self-centered bye guys all right anyway <laughs> so as i said we're 220 something to talk all things nintendo and video games matt
1: how are you doing today i am good i am doing good next week at this time i will be in bermuda yeah i'm a little jealous of that
0: Uh, Next week, For next week, I'm going to try to get my roommate uh, on the podcast to replace you. There's
1: going to be a guest star next week.
0: Yes, or it's just going to be me crying about Matt not being here for about three minutes.
1: No matter what, we promise there will be a show, and I will end up editing it when I get home. Yes, you will. (laughs) (laughs) Regardless of all I'm in it or not, I'll be there in love. There will be little sprinkles. Yes, little sprinkles of Matt. Cutting. No voice,
0: just cutting. Just cutting things. But anyway... uh, I'm uh, I'm doing pretty well today. I caught uh, an Alolan Marowak in Pokemon Go, and I'm very excited.
1: I want one so bad. You, I can't find one.
0: Honestly, the only reason I did because I was like I was in Times Square, and the Times Square raid just went live. Like, it was gonna go around in like two minutes, and I was like I could go take the train, or I could wait here for two minutes to go catch it because I haven't seen one other than this one ever.
1: Mm-hmm. So. I was like, I gotta take this chance. <laughs> I saw one when I was down the shore, but there wasn't anybody else around. Oh, that sucks. I'm hoping I'm hoping Bermuda will be nice. It might Pokemon. be some. Well, like Can it, I use my phone in Bermuda? Uh, it's technically the United States, isn't it? I think it? so. Like, it's it's, it's, it's a territory, territory. Right?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, let us know how, how oh, Pokemon yeah, going in Bermuda out. is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, that's kind of what I've been up to. Um, but as always, Matt, what's the first thing we talk about? We've been talking about, what are we playing? Mathematic. What? 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 Never mind. What are we talking about, Matt? We're talking about what we've been playing. Matt, tell me about what you've been
1: playing. I have been playing... Alright, I haven't had a ton of time to play video games, because usually, you know, I have people over or something like that. So, in my private time, I'm playing Octopath, and Mike and I still aren't ready to have a full, blown-out discussion about that. No, not yet. But I think we're both getting more and more... We'll get there. The next time we're both on the podcast, I can almost promise that we will be. Let's hope. Other than that, I've been playing Go Vacation... I've been uh, playing Go Vacation. Can you tell us about Go Vacation? Yeah, it's um okay. So it's like a mini game fest. Okay, imagine, imagine with me, Wii Sports Resort, but the quality has dipped seventy five percent. Wait, quality dipped to seventy five percent of Wii Sports,
0: or down seventy five percent? So it's to like twenty five percent. So it is twenty five percent of Wii Sports Resort. Basically,
1: okay. There's um. I was really excited for this game and I saw some reviews that either said I played it on the Wii and I loved it or someone who was like, uh, they really went quantity over quality for this game. Like those are the two reviews that I saw. I was like, all right, I'm excited because for me, there's something about playing a bad game. That just makes it fun. You know what I mean? Yes. And I just find it enjoyable. It's so goofy stupid that I love it. But this one's also kind of good because, like, the only
0: thing you're supposed to do is play it with other people. Where, like, if a game's badness is a single player experience. Like, I feel right, like there's right. part of it that you have to make your no. own fun.
1: I, I misspoke. It's really fun when there's a multiplayer game. That's like, a, It's like watching a bad movie with friends and you just make fun of it. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. This game is kind of that and it's also kind of not. Because there are some mini games that I've played where I'm like, "Ooh, that was kind of fun. I'd do that again." And there's some I'm like, "Why am I doing this?" Yes. Like there was this really, really stupid one that was just a uh, whack-a-mole, but also really slow. Okay. And you had to like hold the analog stick. You can't. You couldn't let go with the analog stick because then the mallet would reset to the middle. So you had to hold it to where you Ugh. were going and then press the the hammer button. But then it would just go slowly. So it would pop, smack, pop up smack like really slow and then this child's voice comes on and it goes play time is over oh god this is real <laughs> and then it starts going really fast like, it's like what is this <laughs> but some of the motion controls just don't work yeah me and my because we were playing with split joy con don't play with split joy con if you have enough for full controllers with go vacation do it that way, because the motion controls are so... Bi- like, I love motion controls. Mike knows I love motion controls. He does. These are so bad. They're just awful, and I... I just, ugh. But it was fun still. But it was. It just, you played it. Did you yeah, enjoy
0: yourself? Yeah, so um, me and Matt played maybe, like, four or five of the mini-games, and we also played around in the overworld. So, like, when you're playing the games, like, unlock them in the islands, like, you go to these, like, overworld areas, and you're in, like, roller skates, or you're on a skateboard, and... It's like a cute little overworld. That you can like grind I on should. rails and stuff. And I had more fun in that little area. I was like Kevin for like half an hour. I was like, no, 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 no. I need to get on that rail to get Mike to the top of that like rocket. I was like
1: literally a child when we were doing this. I was like, it was no, no, so no, funny. stop! I I want to see what goes there. I want to do it. I want to find the thing. Um, I I will say that I've only played that mode right now. I've only played like the mode where you walk around in the open world and you have to find the minigames and unlock them because that's that's all I've done so far. I haven't gone to the activities page and just played the minigames because I know there's bonus things that you can do in the minigames once you do that. Yeah. So I haven't gotten to any of that really except one, Mike and I did this grinding one. Oh, yeah. Fun, which was kind of like, I it enjoyed was it. was fun. And you? and you know what it is? It's kind of what I was enjoying about the overworld because like it was
0: basically just like grind for as long as possible and it was just like, stretches of grind rail and then you'd have to jump from time to time and we did this. And you have to
1: aim your jump like you'd have to figure out how to aim it. yeah
0: and also you have to like ease left or right to keep yourself up it's not like really hard to do but like it does take a little bit of, of working with and we did there's like three different level versions of it and the third level was actually like really fun and kind of hard
1: yeah it was fun for sure um, um. But now I'm still in the second I'm still in the second resort out of the four. I'm okay. a little more than halfway through it unlocking the minigames. And once I unlock all the minigames, I'm gonna make my friends sit there and play the game. But like it
0: from from what I've seen, like there were some games that were like awful. But I'd say at least a couple of the games that we played, oh, I was yeah. like, I'd play it again. Like, there was obviously the grind game, there was one that was like a downhill race on like a half tube. Also with the roller skates, with the skateboard, and like it did was. I do that one did yeah, you, do you did. That that. With... No, I did that with you, and you were like, "How did you get in front of me?"
1: Oh, that's right. It was a little the big slide. It was yeah, a big it's like slide. a big like
0: water slide, and it's like it's stupid and silly, but it was fun, and it's the same mechanics. That, like I'm sure there's a couple mm-hmm. levels like that that are the skateboard roller blades ones. Um, there was that one. There was like a roller blade skateboard where We had to do tricks and like get the most points. Uh there was one that. uh geez, what was it? There was like a knock hockey, which was like fine. There's a racing one, like in a car, yeah. that was fine. There were some definitely some stinkers. We did two that I was like, oh my gosh, what is this? One was like DDR, but with wine oh, glasses. Oh, that was so
1: stupid.
0: It was really dumb.
1: Like, why is this here?
0: And then the other one was the hand gliding through the rings. It was just like hand glide through I all think, these rings but the rings were massive and you're going at a snail's pace so I don't think it would be but Mike, difficult. like like like
1: I bet that's another one where it's probably more fun when we go through the levels. Yeah, but I'd be I worried. don't I don't even know if it's fun to the levels but I feel like it's worth a shot at me. I guess. Games. But yeah, I will say that. It's like it's very hit and miss with the games. Mhm. I mean like like I said, quali- quantity over quality with this game. Yeah. Um and it was how much $50 is either fifty or forty, I can't remember. Okay. It, it was not full flat price, I'm sure about that. Yeah. Um, um by the, the way good
0: news Wait. What? I'm sorry I have to do this. But speaking of games at full price, all uh, right now on Amazon you can buy Sushi Striker for thirty dollars. I'm sorry, I know I said I wouldn't talk about sushi striker <laughs> four episodes in a <laughs> row, but it's on sale, and I just want people to know. That never happens in Nintendo games. No, it doesn't. I don't know if it was 3DS I, is or it just, Switch. Is it selling really bad? I, I don't... I mean, I don't imagine it was selling well if it's selling at I, a yeah, I price. don't imagine
1: it's selling well. Or maybe
0: it sold really well and then it had like this, this drop-off period, and they're like, okay, listen, we'll
1: just try to sell it cheap. It's a puzzle game. Well, rest in peace, Sushi Strike. <laughs> Stop. We're not talking about Sushi Strike. No! <laughs> anyway, um... What was the good news? What was I going to say? Oh, the good news is Mario Party can only go up from here. <laughs> Okay, um, while I hope that is right... No, it's true, it's true. Okay. (laughs) It's true, it's totally true. Take my word for it. Alright. Anyway, Mike, what have you been playing? So, uh, like
0: Matt, I've actually kind of only been playing some Octopath Traveler. Uh, I love Octopath Traveler, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I want to have a better discussion about it, but I've really just been enjoying... It's very much like a classic RPG. And I think that's... better better or worse well for, yeah i mean it's it's a part of a genre yeah. i think that's that, what i really look at the more i play this game i'm like yes it's doing new things for the genre but you have to remember it's still a game of that genre is it doing new things though kind of yeah we'll talk we'll talk we'll have a big old brawl i there's a couple things that i want to talk about with it trust yeah. me um but yeah so i i really haven't playing anything else right now there's a game that i'm thinking about picking up on the switch i might pick it up tonight or tomorrow we'll and i'll talk it- about it next week uh you'll see
1: Okay, I'm gonna get um overcooked very soon. Yeah,
0: I- I'm excited to play Overcooked. I want to play. Came it with today, you did that today, didn't it? Did it? I, I haven't really been following. It's it one of those saw... games that I was like, if I ever play this game, it will be on your
1: Switch. Yep. Oh god, I can't, I cannot wait for that game. Yeah. Because I, I I like murdered my way through the first one. Oh yeah. It was so it was so much fun. But yeah, kind of uh, anything else you want to say
0: about what you've been playing for him? No, before? I think that's it. Yeah. All right. Not too much, uh, not much to talk about, but that's okay. Uh, the next thing we're talking about is our indie spotlights, and we actually have a couple games we want to talk about. Uh, so last week, Matt talked about Salt and Sanctuary a little bit, but we got a uh, release date for a physical edition. It's going to be $30. It's going to come with the game, a download code for the soundtrack, and a map, which apparently there is no map function in the game, so it's actually like, kind yes, of important. Yeah, I heard about that. Uh, and this is launching October 30th. And uh, for those who are interested, I looked a little bit more into this game. So it's it's made by From Software, I believe. The guys make Dark Souls. Is it made by From Software? Everyone's been telling me that they basically... Either it's made by the guys make Dark Souls, or it's just basically 2D Dark Souls. I know it's basically 2D Dark Souls. Yeah. Which, like, gets me a little less interested, I'll be honest. But, like, I'm happy because people who like this game and that series will play
1: this it's, game. Uh, I, I hear basically what it is. It's a love child between um, that and metroid Metroidvania. so i think mike i still think you should give it a try uh i guess you know i'm just it's not like i'm falling
0: out of love with metroidvanias but there's a lot of them and hollow knight was so good i feel like it's going to be hard to to come back
1: from that and well, do well i'm else. not saying it's going to be better than hollow knight but i'm saying that it's still worth a shot it, it is, was, it but was if developed you look at... by ska studios oh okay so not from it's software just, no okay I, I just have so
0: many other games that I want to play through that, like... I mean, I'm not picking this game up. Like, yeah. I'm not picking this game up. Yeah. Maybe, maybe October 30th I'll be feeling differently, but I kind of doubt it. Maybe I'll want a Halloween spooky game. A spooky game. spooky
1: game. I'm sure there'll be other spoopy games. Yeah. My Halloween tradition is uh, turning the lights off and playing Sunderman. Which one? Either. What, like the I find, love eight, them both. find the Eight Pages one, or...? I'll I'll start with a couple good rounds of that, but then I'll play through the narrative one because I think the narrative one's really good.
0: Okay, cool. My favorite version of that game was the one that you download, and it's the exact same game, but it's the give me $20 Slender I man. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I just knew you were going to say that. Oh, Slenderman. Uh, I have actually qu- a quick quick aside about Slenderman. I tell you... What? <laughs> I didn't figure out Slenderman as a thing until my freshman year of college. What? Yeah, it was 2012. Oh, I do remember that, actually. <laughs> Terrified. Terrified of the Slender Man.
1: I love Slender Man. He's so cool. I cannot wait for that movie. Yeah, so I'm excited. interested to see
0: how good it's gonna be. But anyway, we're getting off topic. Yes. Next thing I want to talk about is something that we both actually both messaged each other about. Like in the same segment. Yeah. Um it's called Raised R-A-Z-E-D. And it's coming out October
1: 15th. Matt, you wanna talk about this one? Yeah, so it is a game that is a like it's a speedrunning game, but it's not like an endless runner. It's a 3D run through like a crazy obstacle course thing, kind of like Sonic in 3D, but maybe this will be good. Yeah, this game looks like super the the art
0: style's really cool. It's like discotech it's geometrics. It, is it what reminds I'll me say. of like like if Tron looked like Tetris pieces. Does that make sense? Yeah, I kinda see what you're saying. Yeah, it's like very, very like contrasting, sharp objects. But these really funky colors and this, you know, really groovy. Is it like, is metal it art lap- style that
1: has been done before? But I don't know how to like describe it.
0: Yeah, like look, go look up at a picture of this game. Once you see it, be like, oh yeah, I get what they're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's it's it also reminds me a little bit of Super Meat Boy because like when you it, it you're, yeah, yeah, three D setting. Yeah, like you're gonna die a lot. It looks mm-hmm. like, but it looks like the one time you do it right, you're gonna feel so cool. Right. Um. This game, we both kind of look like we're pretty interested in this. I oh, am depending on how good reviews it gets, because I think it's coming out on PC and PS4. It's coming PS4. out on everything, everything, Yeah, well, two of systems it's coming, PC and something else coming out, like, the month before this.
1: Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Oh, it's, if it's PS4, I might just get it there. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, you have a PS4 that you're going to use. So that's, uh, you know, uh, keep a lookout for this game, though. It looks really fun. And uh, listen, listen. Listen. It might be good 3D Sonic, so.
1: <laughs> Sega, Sega, take out your notebooks. Yep. Uh, next one, you want to talk about this? Yeah. Undertale is coming out September 15th. Next up... Thank you. <laughs> um, I mean, if, if you still, in 2018, care to play Undertale, you can do it on Nintendo Switch, and you can portable port it around.
0: Yeah, I mean, as much as, like, you and I don't really care for Undertale... I mean, it should it, it should have come to a Nintendo system at I'm some point. I'm just
1: really afraid our one friend is going to buy it for the third time. Yeah, I mean... Like, he's already bought it on two platforms. Don't do it again. But just I've bought... Bu- listen, Don't listen. do it again. I don't think he should
0: either, but I can't talk because I, I bought a game for my Switch and then bought the
1: same game again for my Switch, just physical copy. I mean, I bought the same ga- game for the same platform that's coming out on the same day. So what? Oh yeah, you bought two copies of Kingdom I taught, Hearts three. I bought two copies we talking of Kingdom about that on Hearts the podcast. 3. I don't think we did. Tell me. I about. bought. Okay, so I am a huge Kingdom Hearts fan. The first Kingdom Hearts. I mean, I, I'm sure I've talked about Kingdom Hearts before on the podcast. Oh right? yeah. It, it, Kingdom Hearts was my first video game ever. I was six years old. PS2. Loved it. Loved it to death. And I've played the series ever since. And now this arc the thing that's been building up since I was six years old is finally coming to a conclusion. So I'm thrilled out of my mind. So, of course, I bought the $230 super special edition of Kingdom Hearts 3. Jeez. But then Square Enix, being Square Enix, you know, the Satan of video games, was like, yeah, <laughs> And there's
0: worse companies if than you want Enix. What? There's worse companies than Square Enix. There's
1: worse, but, I mean, this is just another one of those schemes. Okay. Square Enix was like, you want an opening day? You got to pay an extra $40 for shipping. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not doing that. So I got the 10-day shipping, which is like $5. But now that I'm saying it out loud, I have to finish the story and then say what I just freaking realized is that... So then I was like, that's not cool. So I was like, I got to pre-order a copy of the game to have day one so I can just start playing the game so it doesn't get spoiled for me because if the game gets spoiled for me then my life will have been for nothing. Like, straight up. So, I pre-ordered a second copy of the game so I can get that at midnight when the game comes out. But what did you forget? And now I realized... That I just paid sixty dollars for another full game when if I had paid the forty dollars for shipping, I would have had an extra twenty bucks.
0: Well, are you not selling back the second copy of the game? I
1: am. Like, think about it.
0: you're gonna have a sealed copy of the game.
1: Yeah, Like you're just right. sell it on
0: ebay or something. You're
1: right. But I mean I might I might keep the um Oh, oh no! The case? Well, because I get the the really sexy steelbook case. Oh, but it doesn't. So it only comes with the steelbook. Yeah, I'm not gonna get the regular case. Oh, okay, that's so I, I that's might bad. also Fair. want the regular case. Oh goodness! <laughs> Depends All right. on how pretty it is. Because I'm not. If the steelbook is what they showed off at E3, which is just like a like a a plaid pattern almost, mm-hmm. I'm not crazy about it, and I'd be a little disappointed. That's a steelbook. So I hope the regular box art looks cooler. Okay. Okay.
0: Anyway, yeah. So uh, other than that, yeah. Undertale comes out September fifteenth. That's what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, not Kingdom Hearts. Anyway, uh, the next game I want to talk about. I think we talked about this on the podcast. We have, when this game came have. out. Um, Grip is a uh, a racing game, very similar to that kind of F Zero craziness. It looks like you're going up like sidewalls and stuff, but the 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 gimmick is that you're in these cars, it's like the RC cars when you were a kid, it's like a tiny car with massive wheels, so, like, if you get knocked around or flipped over, the wheels are so big that you just keep going. Um, We don't really know much else about the game, but there's also, like, there's items like Mario Kart, but there's, like, missiles and stuff. Um, I'm hoping to hear some more information, I think it's on other systems already, or it's coming to the other systems. I don't know. I I know it was, like, like Raised, it was coming to other systems first, so I don't know if it's out yet. I don't imagine it is. because I feel like we'd have heard something, um, but again, I'm imagining that these games will come out before so on the Switch, and you can read the reviews and be like, "This is a game I do or don't want." But I'm actually really excited about this one. I love racing games. When does that Splatoon racing game thing come out? What did we it? ever hear anything about that? Oh yeah, that like Ink Splatoon racing game. Where like you no. leave a trail. I mean, I haven't heard the anything game just about it. Disappeared. So, so it's either it's either that it, it came out and was awful. Or it hasn't come out yet. I don't think
1: it came out yet. I think we would know.
0: Although, speaking of games that haven't come out yet, um, there was a dev update for Wargroove today. Uh, just talk about some cool more things that you could do in Wargroove. But no, I, don't, I didn't see a release date. So. Yeah, I,
1: I assume if that gets a release date, it'll probably be during a direct. Yeah. Because there's enough of a following behind that indie for them to say during a direct. Yeah, it's like
0: Hollow Knight. They gotta, they gotta tell us now like, when it's coming out.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they'll do the exact same thing they did for Hollow Knight. I'd like that. Actually, I bet they will. They
0: probably will. They'll be like, you want Fire Emblem Three Houses? We'll play War Wargroove instead for the next three months.
1: <laughs> anyway,
0: uh, what's next? Uh, well, the next thing is going to be our quick news and updates. Uh, the first thing you want to talk about is something that um, last week we recorded the podcast. Matt was driving home, and I texted him, and I was like, we just missed like, this. I, like, we just missed it by minutes. The, the new Labo set got announced for September. It's the vehicle pack, so it comes with three Labo kits, um one is the one they showed off. Actually I think they showed them all off they in showed the them LABO little, trailer.
1: Like a snippet of them all. Yeah,
0: the one is the car, so that was the one with the steering wheel and all the side things. Um the one we weren't really sure what it was, it was like a it was like a joystick. it's that, a plane. Yeah, no, it's a helicopter. A helicopter. Um so it's a helicopter uh controller. And then the last one was another one we weren't really sure what it was. It was the one with the big wheels on the side, and that one is a submarine. And the idea of the game is just, like, it's a big open world, and there's, like, the Joy-Con in its box is, like, a key. So if you want to drive in the car, you put the key in the car Labo and drive around. And then you're like, oh, I want to fly now. You take the key out of that and put it in the Labo joystick, and the Labo knows that it's being in a different thing. Um, I think this is cute. I don't think I'm going to buy it just because I haven't even built another Labo set since the Motorcycles. But, I will say this, I would be much more interested in buying this than the robot set.
1: I was gonna say, this one looks like the most interesting Labo set to me so far. Yeah. This one, like, looks way better to me than the other two, just because it looks like there might be more stuff to do. Yeah, it, well, it looks but like... But it's too soon to tell. Yeah, it looks like being
0: playing the game might still be really goofy and fun... And it's not just, like, the majesty of building.
1: It's just, my issue is that these look like they'd be such good two-player games, but you have to spend so much money to be a two-player game, yeah. because you need two sets of cardboard. Yeah. It's it's a it's a pity, but I, I think... I
0: think there's hope for Labo, and I hope it still does well, but I don't think we're gonna buy this.
1: But, again, yeah, I don't know. It's like, we yeah. talk about this. This isn't really our market. We're not right. really the market if, for like, this. like If it comes out and... People say, "Wow, this one's like way better than the other ones, and it it's really good." Then I might get this one. Yeah, and it would be fun. Don't get me wrong; it's
0: just like at the same time, you got to be like, "Okay, you know, just, I have a kit. Let me build everything else in my kit before I start, you know, playing around with other stuff." I'm just waiting for that Pokemon Snap labo. It's gonna happen. There's a camera already, it's gotta man. Happen, but anyway, that's that's labo. Next time I talk about this one, yes. Okay. So, um, did you, did you see the
1: Digimon Survive trailer, Mike? I
0: did. I'm gonna say... Digimon I was...
1: Survive got a trailer, and it blows!
0: What? It's really bad. Oh, I was just looking at the fact it was turn-based tactics. That's
1: what I got excited about. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it, no, it is turn-based tactics. But... I just
0: saw, I saw gameplay footage. I didn't see the trailer. It
1: doesn't blow. I should apologize. It just looks really cheap like, really cheaply made. It's just... Uh, is, did you notice that? You saw the gameplay footage, right? I saw the gameplay footage. But and how, like, the like the pictures just kind of move around, and then they shoot, like, attacks and stuff. Yeah, it, it does look like it could be on the DS. It's, like, it was very cheesy. It was very, like, cheaply, quickly put together. Yeah. I feel like
0: you're allowed to be, like, I'm 90s because you're Digimon, but not with your quality of the game.
1: Yeah, right? Like, the, I, I mean, we don't know. We haven't played the game, but it... it Aesthetically, it doesn't look that great to me.
0: Yeah, it was like, I think it's funny because like, I obviously was like, I don't want to play this game. You said it's like visual novel-esque, I don't care. And you're like, oh, it might be good. And now I think you and I are kind of swapped. I'm like, hey, this may be good. You're like, no, I'm done. No, I told you it was going to be strategy last week. I, I didn't realize it was like tactics turn-based strategy. I said that. Well, clearly I wasn't listening. You never listen to me. I do listen to you. I listen to the words you say that hurt me. Well, listen to the good all by myself. So Pokemon Go yes.
1: got a lot of really great stuff this week. Yeah, quick uh, tell us what's going on, Matt. Okay, so Raikou yes. is available as of right now, literally right now, in the um, research events. Yep, I already got my first one. Celebi is sadly not available yet. but Not it's, yet. It's really like any day now at this point. It's gotta be. Uh, It's all in there. Spinda is finally here. Yeah, he's in quests, right? Um, it is currently in quests, yes. Yeah, the quest I... is, like, throw three curveballs or something like that. When I went when I went on my run today, I kept getting quests, and I kept, um, like, getting rid of them, trying to get a wild Pokemon one. to oh, try trying yeah. to get spinned up, but I, I just couldn't get one. I was getting really annoyed. I'll let you know how I go to, on my way to work tomorrow, because I didn't get to play this morning, mm-hmm. so, uh, my turn was late. I did <laughs> get a, um, what, I don't remember what the quest was, but the reward was a lantern. Oh really? Yeah, I was like, wow, that's like a. D- it was a really easy one too. So I was like, wow, for a really easy one, it gave me an evolved Pokemon. So I wonder what the other rewards are. I know it's all like electric themed this month. for Yeah. The first rewards. Um, and there's now an event going on right now, which is a big old um special trading event. Yeah, they're trying to get us to trade. Get back in the game. Do some they're, trading. They're really trying to get people to trade because tr- people aren't trading as much as they'd like them to. Because trading is just the way it, it functions right now with the Stardust. It's so much Stardust that it's so hard for people to trade. Yep. And it's almost not even worth it because you're going to destroy the IVs unless you get lucky Pokemon. But, so basically, what's happening with it, with this is that it will cost 25% less Stardust to complete trades, including special trades. You can get up to double candy for doing the trade, and you'll get triple XP for trading Pokemon you don't yet have in your Pokedex. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So then if you put a Lucky Egg down, you'll get times six. Sweet. That's really good. There's that a low and really Rattata outside of Mike's house, so I'm going to catch that. Okay, well, he
0: catches it. I'll go on to the next thing we want to talk about. Um, so, Hori, uh, H-O-R-I, the guys who make like, the third-party but not really third-party uh, Nintendo items. We talked a little bit about this a few weeks ago when they had, had come out in Japan, but they're uh, they're... Joy-Cons with a D-pad are coming to the States in September. Um, this comes with a little bit of a caveat. So the, this, the Joy-Cons are only the left Joy-Con. They are 25 US dollars. But here are the things you can't do with them. You cannot put it into a Joy-Con grip. It does not have Bluetooth functionality. So you can only use it while it's attached to you your can, Switch. You can only do that. That's all you can do. Yeah, you can only Everything do... else is out the window. It's it, gone. It doesn't even have vibrating. Uh, No, I I know. It doesn't have any... uh, I think it has gyro, but that's the only thing. They went really hard for the low price. But you know what? Because it's so cheap, I actually might pick one of these up. I don't care for one. It's, you know... Well, for me... If you're a person like me and you're playing on the go a lot and you like the idea of having a D-pad, like playing Octopath, I wouldn't mind having a D-pad controller. I don't really care. Like, why kid. would you
1: need a D-pad for you Octopath?
0: Don't, you don't need it, but it just it brings me back to a time when I was playing yeah, RPGs d- on it's my... It's just
1: better to use the
0: analogs, too. Oh, no, I actually like using the buttons on the bottom more.
1: Really? Yeah. Just to walk around?
0: Yeah. Why? Well, no, walking around I'll usually do with the diagonal with the analog stick, but if I'm in a combat or something like that, I prefer doing that. Oh, that's that. Fair. It's, you know, there are people who will be into that and want this. And those people, like me, listen. I mean, for me, it's just like an excuse to buy another Joy-Con. But they look, the designs are really pretty. There's two designs. You there, see the There's design? a very
1: pretty Zelda yeah. design.
0: It's like a, yeah, the one's like a black Zelda Joy-Con with like gold embalming looking things for all the symbols and stuff. And the other one is uh, like a deep red with Mario written everywhere. And it looks really cool. The one thing I will say, though, is that the, uh, the only one that we're not getting is the dark blue one, which is the one that was announced in Japan. But um, if you say it can't wait and I need to buy one from Japan right now, I'd hold off. Because the old versions of these, because they work the way they do, the, that Joy-Con will drain your Switch's battery as long as it is connected. So even if you're not using your Switch, it is getting fed it is getting fed battery. So don't get one of the old ones.
1: Yeah. It's, um, it's not good, but... It's like... This is cool, but the only game that I would really want it for is Pocket Rumble, because that's the only game I would use the D pad for. Yeah, although looking at it being like, if
0: I buy Pocket Rumble, I'm like, ooh, maybe I'll actually like buy Pocket Rumble if I have this Joypad. pad. I mean, the D pad. Right. It it's it you is buy one... Pocket Rumble anyway. I I should, but I don't have time to play anything. But yeah. it will be an excuse. Honestly. It's not something anyone needs, but if you're like, hey, I kind of want this, it's really good. And the D-pad is apparently much better than the Pro Controller's D-pad, because Pro Controller's D-pad is... People say it's bad. I just... It's not good, but it's not bad.
1: But, you know, to each their own. Um, Shantae got a really f- cool free update. Yeah, tell me about on this. On all, all platforms, including the Wii U. Really? Yeah. Every platform that Half-Genie Heroes out got this expansion. So, Is this another expansion on top of the one that came out a few weeks ago? It's like a free update. It's a free content update. There's two main new things. There's a new game mode. Okay. And there's a new um, dance transformation for the main Shantae mode. All right. So the, the new mode is, I don't remember what it's called, but you go through the whole mode as Shantae in her PJs. Okay. And you throw pillows at enemies, Oh, that's funny. And you summon, I don't remember what you summon, you summon something, and you, it's just like a challenge of like going through the game without any of your other like super special abilities. So it's like a hard mode, but not really, Kind it's different. of different? It's also like a joke mode, almost. Okay, it's, that's it's fine. It's just more cute content for the game. And then the other one is, there is a new dance transformation for the main mode, where Shantae can turn into one of the main characters from Blaster Master. Oh, that's funny. And I, I just want to know what that's like. <laughs> yeah, just
0: being like, you're not supposed to be in this game. Just play around. Why and just, not? like,
1: shooting through everything.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I still haven't picked up Shantae, and I, I know I have to. It's on my short list of games Great to pick game. up.
1: Great game.
0: But, uh, yeah, it's good that they keep putting in content. Next one I have to say is, um, is a little sad. Taiko Drum Master is coming to the States. The Taiko drum controller for the Switch will not be. Yeah, but Mike... It's... No, I'm not buying it from across the pond. Why not? Because I'm not buying a $60 game and a $70 controller and paying for shipping from another country. Even I have limits. I just thought you were a fan. Listen, listen, listen. With all of that, I could buy at least six of those hoary Joy-Cons. <laughs> like, yeah. I wouldn't need six, but listen, I could do that. I
1: mean, it sucks. It's a little bit of a bummer.
0: Part of me is like, well, I won't buy the Taiko game, and like, do I really need to buy this game? No. But like, it would have been cute and fun. So I don't know. I'll wait. I'll wait for the Labo drum set to come out so I can play my DK bongos. Yeah, you'll you'll get it someday. 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 Uh, next one. Do you want to talk about this one, or should I? I don't know anything about this. Oh well. Okay, I'll talk about it. So uh, as of August first. Um, if you're a, if you're a patron of GameStop, which you know that I've been on a bit of a um a bit of a rant a few weeks ago out of my GameStop feelings. GameStop's not a good place. Um if you have an Elite Pro membership, which is their $30 a year program that gives you like it gives you you know better bonuses on your trade-ins and your used game purchases, um, that program is ending August first. So yesterday. Yes, yesterday. Oh well, yeah, so as of as of yesterday, if you
1: have that already. It will run out the the length of the year, but oh okay, because I do have it, and I was like, no one notified me that yeah, you and I will keep it.
0: We won't be able to renew at that level. Really? Yeah,
1: I'm always very surprised by this, which is
0: why I kind of wanted to bring it up. Like, I don't really care. Like, I had it because because they're running out of money. (laughs) Yeah, well, I had it because you could do you could buy it with your points, and I was like, listen, I'll just use the points to renew the membership. I read the Game Informer; it comes to my house every month. Why not? And um. And I said, sure, and I do get, you know, I got, I got, I do
1: save quite a bit of money with that because I do buy most of my games from GameStop when I was buying games. Yeah.
0: For me, I'm kind of like, I'm starting to stop, but our one friend just got a job at GameStop and it's the GameStop that's 10 minutes from my house. So I'm like, okay, I guess, I guess they'll still get my business, but only if he's there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If not, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just wanted to bring that up if you were, if you hadn't heard about that. And uh, the last bit of news we want to talk about is um, Mario DLC. So remember, we knew all these Mario costumes were coming out over time for free. Uh, today, there's an update. Um, Harriet, the girl, uh, the girl brutal, uh, you can buy her costume in the game. Which, uh, you know, I mean, for me, when these costumes come out, it's exactly what DLC wants you to do. It says... Oh, okay. I'll hop back on. I'll play, like, Luigi's Balloon World for, like, two hours. Why not? Really? Yeah, because I, I want to get the coins.
1: I want to have a f- completed file. I have not I have not go- logged on for a single one of these costumes. Yeah, well, I mean, but, like, if... When we get the big DLC, I'll turn it
0: back on. That's a weird way to say sequel, but okay. Um, well, like, when when the Rex DLC came out for Breath of the Wild, did you play? No. Really? I didn't. That should have that been my red flag. But, that but... should have been, like, right there, I'd be like... Matt, there's new free DLC for one of, for your favorite well, game yeah, on the no, Switch, no, right, and you're right. like, "Let okay. me rephrase
1: that. I'm sorry." That came out like right around the same time as Champions Ballad. No, it came out in September. They yeah, announced right. the
0: release date for Xenoblade, and then they were like, "Oh, and in September, we're gonna give you free I DLC." Did, I did. I did do
1: all the Rex stuff, but it was coming out so close to Champions Ballad, I was like. Why don't I wait until Champion Bell comes out, and then I'll have more stuff but to you But you did do it, right? I, I Obviously, I did yeah. it. So, like, that's the thing. For me,
0: it's like with Mario, it's like, oh, new stuff for my favorite game on the Switch? Yeah, because I'll turn it right. on and play. Fair, fair. But, yeah, that's uh, that's all our news for today. Um, So, we're going to switch to our main discussion. We're going to switch gears a little bit. Me and Matt are going to try something new. So because like, it's in the same main discussion
1: segment, but a different... A different kind of segment. It's a sub segment,
0: yeah. If you will. Well, like, because usually what we like to do is we like to take some some issue or something that's topic. going on, a topic that's that's popular, people are talking about it. Give our two cents, maybe put a little spin on that news. But obviously, it's a little quiet right now. So, uh, me and Matt decide we're going to have this this section, which we're going to do on these lighter news weeks, where we talk about a uh, a series that Nintendo owns or a Nintendo uh,
1: console. Or something that's common on Nintendo. Yeah. So, like, 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 we could talk about Sonic. Some kind uh, of franchise related to Nintendo consoles, and just talk about if,
0: if either something that's good or something that's bad, and say, okay, here's what we think is really good, and here's what we think is kind of the the bad parts about this series. Critique it. Yeah. And then talk about uh, the next game in the series, if it come it were to come out and be announced for Switch, what kind of things we would want in it to make it the best it could be. Sound sound right, Matt? That's about right. Okay. So this week we're talking about um, a game, the game, uh, a character that is coming out in a game soon, but it's not his game,
1: and that is Star Fox. Yes, we're going to talk about the Star Fox franchise. So Mike, why don't you start by telling me what you love about the Star Fox franchise?
0: Okay. Um, I'm going to say two things that I like about Star Fox franchise. Okay. The first one is is the, the the world of the game. I think that this cool anthropomorphic world, you know, hyper-futuristic with these wings and, like, you know, Star Fox is, like, he's a force for good, but he's also kind of just, like, a bounty hunter and he's, like, flying through space and he's, like, one of the best sharpshooters and he's got this team with him and they, like, just, they travel the galaxy and protect the Lylat system from, you know, all the bad things that happen. I really like this world. It's one of my favorite things about it. I think it's why, you know, like, Fox, Falco, and Wolf are all in Smash. Like, you know, it's clearly a... The characters are popular characters. People know who these characters are. But then, like, the more you sink into it, the more you're like, you know, oh, this is kind of dark. Like, Fox McCloud is only here because his father died, and he inherited Star Fox. And if you look at them in the trailers, and you look at them in Smash Bros., they have metal legs, and that's explained in the game, in, like, the manuals, that the G-diffusers, the fact that they're going so fast, the blood would rush to their feet... So if you become a pilot like this in this world, you get your feet cut off. You get amputated legs, so the blood will not rush to your feet and you'll die. And it's like, oh, that's like, you know, just enough detail where I'm like, that's really cool. But the other thing I want to talk about is that, and honestly to me, like, this is Nintendo's roguelike. You know? Roguelike?
1: Oh, okay.
0: In in the sense of Star Fox 64, which we've seen four times now. But it doesn't really have roguelike elements. Well, it... It does in the sense that you pretty much just sit down, you play it once, and you go through it. It's got, you know, it's got branching paths, it's got different things. Star Fox 2 really is playing on that. Um, And just this idea that, like, the game isn't very long, but there's a lot of secrets and cool things you can do. Like Star Fox, the one we talked about the other week, Command was the one on the DS? Star Fox Command? Yes. Like, where that one is, it, it was a game that you could beat in maybe three hours, but there was, like, 40 different ways to beat the game. Um, but those are the two things that I
1: like the most about Star Fox. But what about you, Matt? What? All right, so I am there. The first one is like literally what I was going to say. I think that the um, the world is probably Star Fox's greatest strength. There, uh, Miyamoto has even said before that he wanted it to be their space opera. He wanted it to be their Star Wars, and it, there is a great world there and the great like basis of a story. And it's just, it is very interesting, like Mike said, and the characters are so wonderful. And I think that if, if like, Nintendo made a, like, a, not necessarily linear, but a story-focused Star Fox game, it could be, like, a Pixar version of Star Wars, if that makes any sense. I think that you could do so many cool things with that franchise, because it's one of the only Nintendo properties that is both somewhat story-heavy and all of the main characters talk. Yeah. Like, like, you have a full cast to you to make a story with. And, like, you know, Star Fox Zero, say what you will, the story was good. The story was...
0: The perfected version of the Star Fox Yeah, it was
1: a perfected version of the Star Fox 64 s- story. It was a pretty good story. The other one that I would say is the gameplay. Of what is there. The gameplay that is there is very fun. You know that on-rails thing? I mean, I know a lot of people aren't necessarily a fan of the on rails thing, but there is enough to do in that on rails of the the high score thing yeah. that you want to keep doing it. And the all terrain mode is that what it's called? Yeah, uh, all range mode. All range mode. Excuse me, is a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I, I, this like I'm gonna sorry. I want to I want to jump in here because I, I don't want you guys to think I don't like the gameplay. But yeah, the idea that like okay, you know the the fixed camera you know on the rails mode is a lot of fun because it's like very arcadey. You're trying to get a high score, but it's also like just fun to do and pick up and play. And then, yeah, all-range mode is like... It's like everything you love about battle mode from Mario Kart, but you're in a giant spaceship. And you're you flying
1: know? around. Yeah. Um. What was I going to say? There's also other modes you can do. The, the Landmaster is good fun, and is similar to the On-Rails kind of thing. The um chicken from Star Fox Zero. Once I figured out what was going on, I somewhat enjoyed... The, the stealth thing needed a lot of work, but I think there might have been a good game somewhere under there. In Star Fox, Assault and was still on the Cube. I was you about could... to say, there's games where you are, you are Fox running around a planet. Yeah. And I have, mem- I didn't have a GameCube. I have memories of going over to my friend's house and playing the multiplayer mode uh, of those games with him. And like running around the planet and shooting each other. Yeah. And I remember it being fun. Like, yeah, I don't know if like I don't know if it was fun to say if I were to play it now, but I remember it being a lot of fun. Yeah, there was
0: two. Uh, there was Star Fox Adventures, which is the one had the dinosaur on the stick and Crystal. Mm-hmm. Um, and Star Fox uh, Assault, I think is what it's called, and that's the one that was like another rail shooter game. And that one was the one with the multiplayer and yeah, it was like you would start by just running around with guns, but then you could get into land masses. you yeah, could get yeah, into our wings. Yep. And you're just like this is stupid and I love it.
1: It was fun. It is just like I feel like there's so many good ideas in Star Fox like that, but they've been scattered around the games and no no game has ever been like, we're gonna make a like definitive Star Fox game which straps everything you love about a Star Fox experience into one package. Yep. And like that's what it needs. I don't necessarily get the same roguelike thing that you do. I think that um I do like the branching paths, but it doesn't have roguelike mechanics necessarily. But maybe that could be a good thing that it could... Get. I mean, like, you know, you die, and then you just try again, and try again, and try again. Then you get a game and over and start from And you get the new abilities, <laughs> and you keep going, going, going. That doesn't necessarily happen in... In Star Fox. But that... But that might be a good idea for a Star Fox game. Yeah, so, real fast, let's just talk about the bad. You
0: kind of said oh, this... Oh, I've got a couple of good uh, things. Or not good things. Two, I mean. Yeah, two, two, a couple bad things. <laughs> listen, listen, something's wrong with the G-Diffuser when it comes to Star Fox. Um... <laughs> The first thing is, you kind of said this, the, the, the mechanic, it has so many good things going for it, right? It's like, okay, it's a short game with branching paths, like a roguelike. It's got a really cool world. It's got a really cool story. It's got really good mechanics. But the issue is, is, like you said, there's no combination of those that really works really well outside of Star Fox 64. Star Fox 64 is like, okay, it's short, it's got a good story, and the gameplay is good. And that's why they've made it Star Fox 1. Star Fox 64, Star Fox 64 again on the DS, on the 3DS rather, and then Star Fox Zero. This is game. well, Star Fox Zero mm, gameplay. You yep, have your own anyway. opinions. But like, the issue is, is like, they have so many good ways that they could take this series and they're just
1: not They're committing. not using it. And then you could say the same thing with the gameplay is that there could be variety, but there isn't. You know, like, why can't it be like Starlink where there's so much variety? Yeah, and it's like,
0: Clear, Like, everyone knows, like, Miyamoto is, like, in love with Star Fox. That's, like, his baby. Well, I mean, they're all his baby, but that one he really likes. And I think it, it puts probably the developers in this weird spot, right, where, like, you know, where you want to stay true to form, or you want to be creative and do something different, but you have a lot of pressure on you as a developer, saying, you're messing with with Star Fox. And I think that's, like, the more I you look at I think that doesn't
1: carry anywhere near as much weight as it once did.
0: Yes, but then I look at the games and I'm like, okay, well, he made Star Fox and he made Star Fox 64 and that's why we just keep going back to Star Fox 64 and everyone's like, I Star don't, Fox 64. Like, I honestly
1: don't think anyone really cares like that anymore. You really don't think you so? You could do anything and someone would be like, Star Fox is making a game? I guess. Like, I don't Star know. Fox has hit the bottom of the barrel for Nintendo.
0: No, 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 no. F-Zero at the bottom of the barrel for Nintendo.
1: No, F-Zero's, F-Zero never had a bad game, though. F-Zero, like, went out on a bang and just hasn't shown up again. And yeah, people are but... patiently awaiting the return. Star Fox was like, well, this blows, and everybody forgot.
0: Yeah, well, I just feel like they were like, okay, guys, we got this idea. We're going to save the Wii U, and we're bringing out our best property, Star Fox. <laughs> they didn't bring out F-Zero. It did. Just say It didn't work. Um, but um, yeah, the, yeah, I think we kind of hit up the... Ba- Is there any other bad
1: things you really want to talk about here? Well, I mean, not necessarily. It's just... Really, Mike, it's just... I feel like they could do more with it. I think you hit I think you hit it with like there's so much that they could do. They just It's got don't. so much potential. And it's like I like when you really think about it, when's the last time they really sat down to try to make a Star Fox game? You know what I mean? Like I mean, you say like, "Oh, you don't want to mess with Star Fox," but like you don't want to mess with The Legend of Zelda. You know what I mean? And that's exactly what they did with Breath of the Wild. They really messed with it. But then at the same time you think like, "Well, Ayanuma was on that game, right?
0: And like, okay, they try but like yeah. but you don't you don't have these guys, these big wigs, you know, you don't have the the um you know the the Ienumas or you know these these top guys at Nintendo touching Star Fox. I'm like, no no no, no. So, You should go and do that because you could make it
1: awesome. But then yeah, what I was gonna say is if you care, you they would have them do that. Yeah. And it's like it's like, you know, there was some like thing that I was reading where the the new guys at Game Freak were the ones who made Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun Ultra Moon. And the um the veterans have been working on, oh, so on I had,
0: this new game. I had heard that the the newbies were working on Ultra Sun and Moon. I didn't hear it for Sun and Moon. I thought I thought it was a whole package. Oh no. Well I, I know at least for USUM, they were they were the ones kind of right. spearheading that. Which I mean in theory, like that does seem like a good exercise for like the new blood, right? right like, and make the third game. When you yeah. think about it, like they did do quite a good job with that they put some new stuff in there they put they took a game that some people were like here are the problems with it and they were like okay let's change some of those but things you can't have gyms nope no gyms although not i'm like, okay with that i
1: mean i'm not i'm not in the in the camp that it needed gyms i really like the trials i think i thought the trials, I, I were, the trials fun. were fun
0: the totem pokemon were different and it was cool and then there's just you, certain
1: people he's not here even here don't worry, can't who him. are just, just it's, it's, it's,
0: <laughs> he's purist in a weird way yeah, he's stupid
1: <laughs> um yeah, he's not stupid. I apologize.
0: It's okay. Yeah, don't worry. He'll be on the podcast next week. I'll let him. I'll let him bash you while you're gone.
1: Okay, that's um, fine. I'm sure he'd like to.
0: Yeah. So, but, but getting back to Star Fox, <laughs> I think if we're looking at the next game of Star Fox, honestly, I think that Starlink Battle for Atlas will be the best thing to happen to Star Fox in Star Fox 64.
1: I think so. Also, it's just like it's basically going to be a Star Fox game for me. That's the way I'm going to play. Yeah, you had said I'm that you're just going to play it with, with Star Fox. Very excited. Listen,
0: the more I read about this game, the more they were like, Well, we were designing a kids' game, and then we were like, Well, kids don't want to play kids' games because a lot of these kids are the children of gamers. So they've been playing games since they were really young. So, like, you know, at eight, nine, and ten years old, they don't want to be playing, you know, these, these younger, quote unquote, kid games. They want games with depth and challenges, stuff like that. And they're saying, like, the further we got into Starlink development, the more we were like, we're just designing a game for, you know, for our regular audiences. And just with a younger theme to bring in more younger people. And I'm like, that seems really good because the game looks huge. It looks really interactive. I feel like, you know, I don't really like this whole games as a service thing. But I could really see Starlink being like a game, like a single player or, you know, local multiplayer. With, you know, seasons and adding extra content a lot because it's like... If you're paying for the ships and the the guns and the new pilots and they're putting those out semi-regularly, I feel like that gives them more chance to be like, you know, there's only like seven or eight planets in the game and they can be like, here's a new planet. Go. It's free. Right. Because they're like, they're going to be making hand over fist money off all these little, these little models and stuff. That I mean, I'll I'll I'll, I'll be buying
1: uh-huh. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I'm so not... disappointed in you.
0: I, You know what, Matt? If it makes you feel any better, I'm a little disappointed in me too. Good. Then don't do it. Well, like, anyway, anyway. You can't pre-order them. We're not getting into yeah. this fight right now. But um, yeah, just like looking at a world like that, it's like, okay, here's a world that's going to be like, there's going to be story missions specifically for Star Fox and it's going to have a lot of content but then it's also just like, I'm gonna run around a galaxy in an R-wing, being Fox McCloud.
1: Yep, that's really cool. That is really cool. And I I think that open world thing might do a Star Fox game good. Yeah, um, I think that if you look at what we've seen of that game, and even no, <coughs> sorry, no, 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 no man's sky. Yeah, that game's actually doing pretty well right now. If you look way? at the good thing, I know. Uh, I am going to pick it up for $2 and play it with our other friend who really wants me to play it with him. Sounds good. Um, If you look at what that's doing correctly right now, just with the third... Not multiplayer necessarily, but everything else about it. That stuff could be used for a Star Fox game also. They really improved the space combat in that game. They really improved just the planet stuff in that game. The design of the game. There's a base, there's cities. Finally, which was stupid that there weren't any civilization in this entire universe... But that's a different argument. That's neither here
0: nor there. That's a different complaint
1: altogether. But yeah, look, um, looking at this, it gives me
0: hope. Well, first off, it gives me more hope for Starlink. Right. I'm like, Ubisoft's been working on this game for a while. And, you know, they are a big publisher. They, they have the manpower to kind of, like, you know, make what they're saying. Where it's, like, seven really cool worlds with populated things. And they were talking about how, like, you know, there's, like, mercenaries who will, like, take over areas. And if you just don't go to that planet, they'll just take over more and more of the areas. And they'll travel and they'll go around and, like... You know this like lifelike world that seems cool. You know it would also be cool if they made a Star Fox game like Star Fox, um, like the like the Star Fox with all the branching pads, and like really simple. Or if they said, listen, we're gonna make a thirty-five hour Star Fox epic with RPG elements. That's fine, but they need to sit like they need to move past what we know yeah, works.
1: A, f- Here's all right. So let's let's keep going into the next game and here's what I think the next game needs okay I think the next game needs to be a soft reboot of the series where in the sense in the same way that God of War was a soft reboot for the God of War series where all of the continuity of the other games still happened but now there's just a totally different scenario and I think Star Fox needs to do that and I think it would be a great idea is what if Andros wins and he takes over the galaxy and now there's a small no 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 he doesn't take over the galaxy he takes over the Lilat system shut up he takes Actually, over that's the planet, okay? <laughs> and has he taken it over? No, he never takes it over. Exactly. He takes it over. He wins. He finally wins. And there is a small resistance on one of the planets. And they have to fight back. And now you are executing missions. You are strategizing, saying, you guys are going here, I'm going here. And you're making plans. So it's like a tactics RPG where like
0: you're you doing all this micromanaging of armies and stuff right, like that. Right, but then when you get into the gameplay, it's still the same gameplay you
1: know and love because I like you're that. still going in there and you're still being StarCraft. You still get the quick feedback like... loop. So, did you play Grand Theft Auto 5? No. Well, I've played it before, but I'm like the only person I know who didn't like Grand Theft Auto 5. But um there's one thing in there that I really like is there's these heists that you do in Grand Theft Auto 5 where you um you basically assign, "Alright, you're going to do this, you're going to do this, you're going to do this, and then we're going to go." And it can go really well, it can go really bad, but you are creating a bank robbery, and you have to figure out how it's going to work. Yeah. And it's really it's really cool, and I really like that idea of just like figuring out, this is the plan, this is what's going to happen, and then depending on who you put on what role, on, on what job, it can go really well or really bad. Maybe you make Slippy your lead pirate pilot, and then you just get a game over, because he sucks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you know what this reminds you of too. It's like it's almost like when you think about the um, the the, the Nintendo based Warriors games, where like you can in Hyrule Warriors and and um, Fire Emblem Warriors, you know you're you're. You're the unstoppable force, but you have to like trust your CPUs to go do things. You can like in, in Fire Emblem Warriors, you can like send your individual like you pick four or five characters and you can switch between them. But you have you can give them orders on the pause screen, and it's like they can do what they can do. But sometimes things still go wrong, and you have to go and you know deal with the consequences of those actions. But you still have a lot of agency, and that would be a lot right. of fun. Like if and you're it- switching between you know Peppy and Slippy and and Fox and Falco.
1: And then maybe more characters. Than you yeah, could. I mean... Bring they have- Crystal back. Crystal was in a Maybe new care. Maybe Wolf has has realized the in his way and he's joined Fox. I... Here's the thing.
0: I don't want that, only because that's way too close to a Shadow the Hedgehog situation. And I don't want that Shut for my Star up. Fox game.
1: Oh, come on. Listen,
0: listen, No, listen. it's just for this one... I don't one, need... It's just for need... this one game because Andros has taken
1: over the system. Yeah, but,
0: like, Star Wolf is employed by Andros. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, wow, we
1: screwed up. Yeah, they lost. You know what Andros did? He turned them into robots. It's like it's like the hyenas in, in The Lion King. They're like, wow, Scar shouldn't have been king. Yeah.
0: Well, listen, I wouldn't be upset if like it was like a, you know, like a, you know, like a Eggman joins the team or Bowser joins the team. Like, right. at the end, like the last mission, you get Wolf on your team. He's like, fine, I'll help you. Yeah. Listen, listen. I'm not saying that uh, not controlling Wolf wouldn't be awesome, but I, uh... Listen, it's just an idea, and... Listen, all right. More or less, I well, listen. I all the ideas we've made have been better than Star Fox Adventures, which is the most ambitious this this series has ever gotten, and it was ambitious in somehow the only wrong way. I feel <laughs> like they done anything else. Wow, you buy. could have done literally <laughs> anything else. Like, like all this stuff about this like Star Fox Racing game. Listen, listen, it's a shooting game, so you could turn it into a platform game, a sports game, or a racing game. And it's like, okay, racing it, Yeah, sure, whatever. Sports, that doesn't really work, but if you told me that we could play Rocket League in space with ships, I'd be on that. But why, why why, do we pick Platformer? Why do we pick Puzzle Platformer with, with a stick?
1: I don't know. He's Star Fox I don't from know. the future. Why does he have a stick? How um, how much do you know about the Metal Gear franchise? Uh, almost nothing. Okay, well, um, Peace Walker on the PSP had a system where you would um, take people back to your base and then you would assign them jobs. And then they would just go about their lives, and they would give you stuff, or they would do stuff. And I'm like, I'm thinking, you know, you're you're running a resistance. You're doing everything. Yeah. And I, I just, I don't know, that's a cool idea to me. And then you could also have exploration elements. You could have um, expeditions where you and some of your friends go out to another planet when you grow big enough, and you try to find a place for a second base. Yeah. And you keep trying to grow. and It's almost like, try to rebuild. You try to rebuild, what's the capital city? Uh, oh, Corneria. Cranaria is like you gotta to try to find a way to rebuild Cranaria or take it back yeah. you gotta do all these things and maybe it is open world if you want it to be you can just walk out of your base and just explore the galaxy as Star Fox and take and like fight certain things maybe yeah. there's certain quick time it, not quick time but like random events in the world it's almost like it's almost like
0: a Pokemon game in, like, an overworld map, but it's, like, there's an RTS element because you're building
1: ships. Where do you get Pokemon from?
0: Oh, well, I'm thinking, like, because there's, like, random encounters where, like, you'll be flying around doing
1: your thing. And oh, I don't like, mean, like, random encounters where it's, like, stop! But just, like, you see things. Like, oh, like okay. in a superhero game, you're swinging around the city as Spider-Man. I was about to say, in a superhero <laughs> game, you're swinging around, uh, which superhero <laughs> are you talking about, man? And you just see, like, a burglary, and you're, like, hey, you can't do that. That's cool. It's yeah, like no, I like things you're, like, stop! In the name of
0: love. I have to finish Octopath before Spider-Man comes out. Yes, yes, you do. Because then you'll never play it again. And then I'll never play Octopath again. Um, yeah, so uh, wrapping this up in a bow, Matt. Um, one thing, just something simple. Next Star Fox game has to, if if you really want it, it would really be
1: good if it had a reskin of F-Zero and just forget about F-Zero. <laughs> I, I hate you! I hate you! I hate you twice! I hate you! <laughs> um, I think that it has to have something... Different, I think it's like, like I look at Starlink and I'm like, that's what I want. That's it, right there. <laughs> like, I, I think it needs to have more of an open feel. Okay. I just think you have to. The player has to feel more free than they have in past Star Fox games. Okay. And the controls have to work. Yes. Not that they don't work in F, in Star Fox Zero. There's just they the do. learning curve's too high. It's just a learning curve that most people don't like.
0: Yeah. Um, for me I will say the one thing if if I want a Star Fox game to be successful I want a cool story that is not the Star Fox 64 story yeah that's all I want that's a good one yep but that is uh, so that's kind of our discussion for the week so uh, last thing we are doing a closing of our show we always talk about a fun fact so Matt you want to talk about your fun fact for the week
1: yes I do okay the Atkins diet sucks yeah I can't believe you still made it this long I've, I've been doing good I'm proud of you. We had cake at work today, though. Oh. And I was like, no. No. I had a bite. I had a bite of somebody's cake. Jeez. Like, oh. Well, I'm burns. happy because that you're doing this for the trip. Yeah, I'm doing it for. I'm going away. So I was going to do it before the trip. And then I was going to have the trip. And I was going to eat everything that I want. And now I'm thinking, like, maybe when I get back, I'll do this thing where I'm, like, off it for a week. And then I'm back on it for two weeks. And I'm off for a week. All right.
0: Well, do what you want. But I want you to drink soda again. Why? Because then I feel less guilty when I do it. <laughs> um, my fun fact for the week is um, I just want to talk about something that was really cool. So uh, right now when we're recording, um, Gen Con is going on. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a big board game convention, and there was two things that are really cool that uh, if you're even remotely into board games, I think you should check out. One is a game that is, you can buy it at Gen Con, and it's not out everywhere yet, um, but it's called Forbidden Sky. Uh, there's a, game right is a game company, and they make these, um, they have this series of cooperative games, the one's called Forbidden Island, and it's, it's, it's very simple, it's kind of geared towards kids, but it's a lot of fun to play with a group, um, and they made another one that was harder, it's more geared towards adults, it's called Forbidden Desert, and this last one that I just made is called Forbidden Sky, and it looks really cool. And is I think it, like, it should, the
1: same kind of game?
0: It's a similar style with, like, you nice, know, yeah, nice like a, nice a, nice a modular nice board with tiles, and you're trying to escape, but you can, you're playing against the game, and the game can kill you very easily. Uh, and the other thing I want you to check out is... Uh, the Witcher tabletop game. Uh, well, that, I guess. Yeah, you already got your fun fact. But mine was uh, Keyforge. Uh, I, t- I said this on the podcast, that m- me and Matt play Magic the Gathering, and the guy who made Magic the Gathering, Richard Garfield, has this really cool, ambitious game where, like, you just buy a deck, and your deck is unique, and it's different than every other deck in the world because it has unique backs, and it just like this whole idea. The more I look at it, the more I'm like, this is really cool. And I'm, as much as I'm like, possibly pessimistic that this might just be like a flash in the pan, like whatever. This oh, is I the think guy who'll be fun. i like, this is the guy who came up with the TCG model. So like, it, it might go
1: really well. I'm curious. It could be good. Yeah. Um, Mike, have you heard of the game Gloomhaven? Yes, I have. It's, coming, it's becoming a video game. Really? Not like a... It's not going to be like the board game virtually. It's going to be a adaption. They're going to like... It's going to be a first-person dungeon crawler. Cool. And they want to capture the experience. But apparently it's a very good game. It is. It's one of those games that's like...
0: It's, it's deep and complex and fun. But it has a campaign-based system like Dungeons & Dragons as a role-playing game would. Oh. So... It's a lot of fun, but you need a group that's like, I'm going to play Gloomhaven, and that is what we're going to do. And for $140 for the game... Oh, it was $140? It, it's $140? It's wow. expensive and heavy. That was that game. Remember we were in the store the other day? It was a really heavy box. Oh, yeah, That saw. was Gloomhaven. Well, I mean, I would like to play the video game. Yeah, it looks cool. We'll keep you posted. But uh, anyway, that's our show. Um, as always, uh, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter or Gmail. Our Gmail is pinkgoldpeeps, all one word, and so is our Twitter. Uh, Matt, like you said, will not be here next week, but we're gonna have him, uh, when he's editing, tweet out his commentary about the episode. Yes, so make you sure can... you
1: follow us on Twitter, at Pink Gold I'll start linking it in the show notes. I don't know why I don't do that, yeah, but it will, that. it will be there. Yeah. So take a listen. We follow tweet us. We and... stuff Yeah, sometimes. we tweet
0: some funny stuff. Um, I'm gonna have to make a sad tweet about how we talked about Sushi Striker, again. Again. Um, but yeah, so check us out. Uh, while you're checking us out, you can also check out Rick's record on SoundCloud. He's the guy who made our intro, and he's really cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, Matt, you have anything else to say? I do not. All right, well, have a great night, Actually, everybody. I, do have, uh, I have
1: one thing to say. What?
0: Ciao!